T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk, Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. Happy to welcome in Mark Etheridge, D1Baseball.com, SEC writer. Mark, thank goodness the season has arrived. How you been, man? Oh, it's great, man. I mean, we, we waited since June <laughs> for this moment, and finally it's here. Now, uh, Mark, when you look at where LSU's at, obviously uh, yeah. gotten off the fast start. Uh, when, when you look at it, uh, anytime you 4-0, and uh, the one thing, you never know how games work out. Uh, you look at the Tigers on Sunday, uh, what LSU's now 4-0. They scored 27 runs, broke a program record for singles in a game against VMI. You have to look at it. And you look over its last 21 innings against VMI in Central Arkansas. Uh, the Tigers haven't allowed an extra base hit. No, you obviously have to look at the competition. So you know what Tiger fans, Mark, what they intrigue with. Okay, what's going to happen when they go to Houston? And I think that's an outstanding gathering. I don't know if you even call it a tournament. Uh, well, what did they call that, Charlie? Mark, y'all enlighten me. Uh, whatever. Uh, Shriners the, Classic? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Astros Classic? Yeah, Shriners Classic, yeah. Yeah, 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 whatever. I mean, now, to me, that's more of a measuring stick. Would you agree with that, Mark? Yeah, I would. And, you know, it's. Yeah, this is going to be a different kind of LSU club, you know. That we got used to last year seeing, you know, more of the home runs and the and and, and pitching was I don't know at times suspect. Uh, it was great, and at times it wasn't wasn't real good, right? And and that was a problem uh, through you know to starts uh, through through the season. But then at the end, they figured it out, and and I think this year it's going to be a little bit different. Um, there's so much depth on this pitching staff. I, if I remember right, Jay used 17 different pitchers in this four-game series this weekend. So he's trying to figure out, you know, who can help him, uh, who's, you know, who's going to take on those key roles and responsibilities as the year goes on. But meanwhile, the offense is different. Um, there's more speed in this lineup, not as much power, although there, there certainly is some power. Um, so I think it's going to be kind of a just a little bit different deal of trying to figure out, you know, how do you shape that lineup? How do you how do you build it um, so that you're getting the most production? And 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 then the other side is just figuring out, you know, who's going to be the closer and who's going to you know pitch on which days in the weekend? And hey, you you need to get a key out in the seventh inning. Who's your guy? And 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 the good thing is LSU has so many options to go. You know, to choose from is just trying to figure out, trying to maximize, you know, and getting the right guy in the key spot. Now, uh, Mark, did Charlie chime in here or Steve, whatever? 
Then you know you want like Friday, Saturday, Sunday starters. Uh, but you look what occurred in the postseason, like uh, Charlie, help me out with this. Uh, the Hacking House and who was the other cat? Uh, the, the, they had two. Uh, Thatcher Hurd. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, that uh, Thatcher Hurd was someone else. I'm trying to think of. But all of a sudden, you almost if you truly could be national champion, uh, you can not only have like three legitimate starters, you might have to have a contribution from five different guys who could give you a number of innings to be tr- truly uh, to win the College World Series at Omaha. So uh, when I look at, at where LSU's at right now uh, is that I think LSU fans uh, have to be more optimistic about their pitching uh, considering uh, where their hitting's at now. Uh, you look at Jerry Jones with third home run in mm-hmm. four games. Uh, you look at uh, Tommy White, uh, Tommy Tanks, where he's at. You look at Jake Brown. Uh, they were the only LSU starters with multiple hits. Uh, now, so uh, when I look at going forward, I mean, how you mature, and just because maybe a guy, how they're going to develop. Uh, now, it might not be that you're contributing at a high level come late February, early March. But uh, can you maybe develop and be that guy we can count on come late May and June uh, when we need to have more depth at the pitching? But I think they have the depth now, but guys you truly could count on to make the difference whether you're a champion or not. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to figure out. And that's the cool thing about opening weekend, right? Because you you have all these questions that we're going to go on this three, four-month journey to to find the answers to. the, the part I really like about LSU is is there's so many young players that are already getting the opportunities. And, you, you really, I mean, you, you guys know, I mean, young players in February are a lot different than they are in May and June. And you, you look at a guy like Jake Brown, he's leading the team in hitting so far. I mean, Stephen Milam, who's come in and played second base, has, has been really good already. Um, I was impressed with the, the freshman. I, I was down there Monday and, and saw – LSU when they when they played Central Arkansas and Kate Anderson uh, who yes. was a starter I, I think I think he's going to be a guy right now how soon you know we'll, we'll find out but but he's cer- certainly someone who can help you and there was a guy Fidel uh, this is Uyoa yeah if yeah I'm saying that correctly um, he's he's a junior college transfer he's kind of come out of nowhere I was down there in the fall and he was wasn't a huge part of the picture. And right now, he looks like he might be the closer. He was really good Monday. I mean, just he's just one of these guys who figured it out. He had some kind of injury things that he had to get over. And now, I mean, he's a weapon. And I think when you're able to pull all of these different guys in who maybe you weren't not that not that you didn't feel like they were they were good players, but you weren't depending on them to play key roles, and then they elevate. It kind of takes the pressure off some of these older guys who are having to, you know, carry the the, the majority of the load. Now, uh, Mark, not to put you on the spot, but I guess I am putting you on the spot. Uh, when you mm-hmm. look at uh, LSU uh, or just college baseball, and that uh, college baseball being a priority for LSU, who would you put in the top three? Uh, I, you know, when you look, uh, obviously, you look yeah. at the SEC West. I look at Arkansas. And they're pitching. I think they've underachieved. But when you look at top programs across the country, and everyone realizes, going back to Skip Berman, how uh, baseball can make a difference with your program 
and where LSU's at. So you look at a number of teams, it seems like they always have at least uh, four teams in the top ten in the SEC. I think, as I always said this, Mark, even more than football. That SEC baseball is even more relevant than football. But who you would say that ultimately makes a priority as far as the fan support, whatever it might be. Okay, uh, hopefully you have LSU in the top three. But who would you put in the top three as far as from, from a nation perspective, as far as how they truly appreciate college baseball? We ain't got no damn major league team. You know, the Houston Astros are in Houston. I used to go to Astros or go on vacation there. But the LSU Tigers are our pro team in Louisiana. So who do you put in the top three from a college baseball perspective? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly LSU. Uh, the the I mean, nobody cares more. Nobody commits more to to the sport, and and you can see that by the by the the commitment from the administration, the commitment from the fans, and also you know from the from the collective, right? So uh, I, I think that, that gives LSU some advantages that they can go out and and grab players that other other people want. Um, others who do that, or certainly Texas A and M, uh, they like to spend money, uh, and and they're able to do so. Uh, not just in football, but in other sports as well. And you mentioned Arkansas, and I do feel like Dave Van Horn's one of the best coaches in the country, and he's a guy who they, they're always really good, and they just haven't won the big one, right? They were right. really close a few years ago. Catch the ball. Foul ball, <laughs> right. I mean, in their national champions. I think, you know, they're, the, they're my pick to win it all because they're going to be – they've got just really deep pitching staff, and if you keep going back there, eventually the baseball gods are going to smile on you. And I think they've been so good for so long. I think they're my pick to win it all. Um, those would probably be my, my, my top three. And you look at the SEC, you mentioned the strength. I mean, in D1 baseball, we have six of the top nine teams Hello. in the Southeastern <laughs> Conference. Um, and, and, you know, there are others that, that are – you know that they're probably going to be heard from in the top ten, and certainly top fifteen before much longer. I mean, Alabama, South Carolina, uh, Georgia's off to a great start. Obviously, you know, Mississippi State and Ole Miss have won national championships in the last few years. Right. Kentucky hosted a regional last year, won a regional. Um, so you, you, Auburn did the same thing. Auburn hosted a regional. I mean, re- really good programs that care a lot, and, and people want to come play in those atmospheres and. Play for those kind of those kind of programs and those uh, nice stadiums and, and be on the SEC network and have folks like us talk about them all the time and you don't get that across the country. Yeah, so uh, I, the, I do think that there's so much, so many positives, to, and, and that allows us uh, allows the SEC programs to just keep stockpiling talent. Now, uh, Mark, that's what I was ask you uh, because you know you look at Major League Baseball, you got the New York Yankees. Uh, that's up north. You got the Boston Red Sox. You can look north, south, east, west. It, it doesn't really matter. But when you when you look at college baseball, I mean, I've heard the Virginia Cavaliers, uh, the, the, the Louisville Cardinals. When you look at it, you can see west coast, but everything's like deep south. Do you ever see, okay, so let's say you're a top high school prospect. Why in the hell would I stay in Indiana if I'm a top player in Indiana and play at Purdue or the Indiana Hoosiers? Now, you might, but it just seems like up north because inclement weather, whatever, that you're always going to go uh, down south. 
Is that a fair assessment? Whether yeah, it's yeah, from yeah. California to Florida, you know, the whole deep south. I can you can go up to Virginia and all that because Virginia is always relevant. But it seems like that it'd be like a flash in the pan. And they've had that in the past. University of Michigan or Maryland, it might be. But mm-hmm. that's few and far between. Now, you look in the Northwest, Oregon, uh, uh, I mean, Oregon State, and what they've accomplished. But it's like, um, it's not the masses. It seems like if you're a top prospect, you're either heading to California, you're going into Deep South. Yeah, and, you know, you you mentioned some of the northern programs that have had success. I mean, Michigan, well, their coach went to Clemson. Maryland, their their coach went to Alabama. And it's not just the coaches that are doing that, right? It's the players as well. And in today's world where you can – you go out and you got the transfer portal and you can play immediately and sometimes there's NIL money involved. I mean, you can – if you know, a lot, of, a lot of SEC teams, maybe you have seven players that you really like, but you got two, two holes. Well, now you can go out and grab the best players off some of these other programs and bring them in and fill those gaps. And, and that's why, the, you know, in my opinion, this is why the SEC is so good right now because they're able to go out and, and fill those gaps with, with not just dudes, but, but really good players. Uh, and, and they're able to go out and, and do that because people want to come to the SEC and play in these, these atmospheres and environments. And, 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 and that's not going away. If anything, it's going to grow Texas coming in next year. <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be even harder, you know, and, and, you know, you look at the SEC and you've got so many good programs that care about the sport that are committed to it, that, that, that pour the money into it. And, you know, people around the country don't want to hear it, right? They, yeah, they, yeah. But they, it's the truth. They've got <laughs> SEC fatigue. But, yeah. but the SEC just continues to, to – I mean, you, you look at who played for the championship last year. It was LSU and Florida, right? And, yeah. And I will be shocked if there's not – maybe it's not an all-SEC final – but Omaha is going to be full of SEC teams again this year. Yeah, it might be like, okay, there's eight teams maybe, uh, for sure four if not five. I mean, come on, don't be hating it. This is what's going to happen. Uh, now, Mark, the question I have for you, and um, I, I, you probably can elaborate on this because I, I don't know. I mean, uh, why all of a sudden the Ivy League, Harvard of the SEC, Vanderbilt, uh, they're not really relevant in football. They they won't be, obviously, then – Basketball, maybe now and then, but baseball, they're always relevant. So why is Vanderbilt, is it the coach or, or, or did they pay more attention? Why is v- Vanderbilt always relevant, it seems like, in the SEC, baseball? Yeah, there, there's a couple things at play there. One, Tim Corbin is one heck of a coach. I mean, he's done a great job building that program, and it's they, they've done an incredible job of putting players into Major League Baseball, so people want to come there. And Nashville's a fun city, and it's you know it's a great education. And if you can you stack all these things together, it's good. They also have some need-based scholarship that it's able to kind of give them some advantages that some of the other schools don't have, and and that has helped them in the past. But you know NIL is starting to you know mitigate some of that some of that uh, advantage. But still, as long as Tim Corbin is the coach at Vanderbilt, they're going to have a quality program, and especially pitching wise. I mean, hitting they're they're kind of so so this year, but their their offense is, I mean, uh, they're pitching. I mean, they've got just a, an embarrassment of riches. 
so many power arms that the scouts just love that program because one, they're going to take care of those arms, and two, they just have so so many guys with high velocity, high spin rates, the things that the professional scouts want to see. Now, uh, Mark, explain this to me uh, because I think if you're a top-notch player, no matter uh, what state you're from, like for in- for instance, uh, you look at Alex Brangman. I mean, uh, it's mm-hmm. amazing how time flies. He's like 30 years of age, and he's with the Astros. I remember him coming out of New Mexico to go to LSU. So when you look at, like, whether you're from New Mexico, whether you're from Oklahoma, Texas, uh, whatever state you're coming from, how does that come into play as far as uh, is it truly right now name, image, and likeness, where are you going to end up? And how you could be compensated before you actually go to the major leagues. Because to me, that's intriguing how they recruit you. Because they'll look at LSU. Oh, they got the top player from the uh, state of Louisiana. Or second top player from Texas. And then you got, oh, you got the number one player from Kansas. And they come into LSU. How does that break down? Do you think that truly, if you're a parent or of outstanding high school baseball player, that you're going to go where you could get it, and then you got to keep up with the Joneses, like you mentioned, Texas A&M, or LSU, what, I, what it might be in the future, and uh, for a future prospect, especially if you're the top dog coming uh, from a, a particular state. Well, every situation is different, but I, I think for the most part, baseball is, you know, it's a partial scholarship sport. They have 11.7 okay. scholarships to to the entire roster, you know, 35 to 40 guys. So no one's on a full ride. So NIL is probably, I mean, it's not probably, it is more important to those kids. Although few, although there's fewer money, you know, there's not as much money to spend on baseball uh, as other sports. And, and I think the other part of that is you're just trying to not go in the hole to play baseball. Most of these kids traditionally have paid to play baseball, Right. You know, unlike football, where you know everything's paid for, right, basketball right. everything's paid for. Baseball's not. So, so for NIL, it's a little bit different for baseball. However, um, you know, to kind of answer your question, it's certainly NIL is important. I also think getting to the league is important. Development is important. But when you can come and you can play in front of you know five to ten thousand people, depending on where you are. And you're getting that experience and that atmosphere. What 18 year old doesn't want that, right? And especially if you're not going to get that in some of these other other locations, I think that's that's you know that's a draw. And because of that, the, the SEC is able to bring in. I mean, not, not just LSU but other programs as well, able to bring in guys who just want to be part of that, right? They want to they want to be part of. You know, you hear that it just means more, right? They want they want to experience it and and be able to do that while still developing themselves to try to get to their ultimate goal. If it's if it's MLB or if it's just trying to to get a degree and go on and, and have some experiences along the way, uh, they can get all of that, you know, as, as part of uh, playing SEC baseball. Now, uh, Mark, all the different recruits that you've witnessed, uh, you want to talk about hit the lottery. I mean, when I look at LSU and being a champion, Paul Skeens. Okay, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you got Paul Skeens and what he accomplished. 
and then he comes on campus and he's associated with uh, Olivia Dunn. Well, I'm like, what? I mean, uh, it's good to be Paul. No, yeah, it's like uh, talk about hitting the lottery. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. That, that's like a fantasy. You might say, "Oh, this could happen." Year, the, the, that can, <laughs> yes, that can happen. This can happen, and then you continue. So, I mean, you want to talk about get it right? I mean, that, yeah. that's something you maybe could uh, sell potential recruits uh, like a Paul Skeens. Look, look what LSU did for him. Yeah, I mean, he came from Air Force, and he obviously he gave up a lot. He, he really didn't want to leave Air Force. But obviously, he made the right decision. I mean, you win a national championship. You're the first pick in the draft. Um, you're dating Livy Dunn. Um, you, right. he, 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 I, I think looking back, he made a pretty wise decision. So, um, certainly, there's only one Paul Skeens, and everyone else is not going to have that same experience. But but you can dream, right? And if you look at that, if yep. you want to be the next Paul Skeens, then that's certainly available to you. Now, uh, you know, Mark, uh, how do you evaluate? Because uh, I don't know. I look at great LSU players. I'm talking about as of recent. Um, I mean, I, I guess I go old school. Like I look at Todd Walker. Mm-hmm. I, I look at Alex Bregman. And now I'll look at like uh, Dylan Cruz. When you evaluate all these players, how do you look at these uh, prospects coming to LSU? Do you evaluate them maybe comparing? to what they actually accomplished, maybe what, what these different individuals could do? Well, I mean, certainly that's part of it, right? Uh, I, I do think people want to be part of a winning tradition. They want to be uh, in compared to, to some, some of the all-time greats. Right. Um, but then the, the other part of that is also what, what's – you know, want everything I can get, right? I, I want to get to the league. I want to, you know, I want to be rich and famous. I want all these different things, especially when you're talking about this age group. So uh, that that's all part of that cons- consideration. But then the other part, and the part I think Jay does really well, is just have, has a plan, right? Physically, for you know, the, you know to build, you know, develop your body, to develop your if you're a pitcher or you're a hitter, develop your your, your skills. Right. And also the mental approach, and, and I think that that's part. That's the part that's missing a lot of these guys. You see the difference between. We've all seen the guy who can throw really hard, but just doesn't seem to ever get get outs or can't can't locate or all that. And it's much of that is the mental part of the game, and that's what that's what these these coaches have to do and have to sell that and show these. And examples of success that they've had in the past to, to prove to that next you know that next group of players, next generation, whatever it is, that, that they're able to get you to where you want to go, and that's the cool part. And, and that's I mean, I'm I'm a big Jay Johnson guy. I, I think he's doing an incredible job, and and, and he's such a, a good communicator, and he has a plan to to get these guys to you know to, to where they need to be. Mark, definitely always appreciate the time. Thank you, and be talking to you soon. All right, thank Absolutely. you, Mark. You that's, got it. That's Mark Etheridge, D1Baseball.com, SEC writer. Go check out his work there. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.